Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? From 1991, Wes Craven, The People Under the Stairs. Stay tuned. the synopsis tim two adults and a juvenile break into a house occupied by a brother sister and their stolen children there they must fight for their lives <laughs> i really tried to go for like you know that old school, that old school like fucking blockbuster fucking <laughs> announcer man. guy in a <laughs> world in a world <laughs> <laughs> nice crowded by darkness anyways i'm sorry <laughs> nice. all right so yeah so there we have it we have a couple of characters who basically break into a house uh it's one of those scenarios where it's like we need to get in there i heard that they got some some fucking cash in there we need to rob them and they're waiting apparently until there's nobody home and when they break in they get more than they bargained for so this is you should have did that wow. whole sentence in that voice. Because you you did it. You nailed they, it. They get it. They get more than they bargained for. <laughs> this is pure Wes Craven fun. Right off the bat, I'm just going to say, this is one of those movies that came out. I don't remember this getting a theatrical release. I just remember seeing this on video when it came out. Yeah, Reading I about it in think... Fangoria. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't remember seeing this. Yeah, I remember watching this, renting this and watching it that way. Yeah, and going, oh, look, a new Wes Craven movie, and then, like, renting it and did going, it get, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking to see if it got theatrical. Yeah, please do. Yeah, it did. It oh, did. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's one of those things. I, I would never have gotten to see it, then. Open a weekend, November 3rd, 1991. Nice. It made $31 million on a budget of $6 million. $6 million budget? That's it? Yep. For a Wes Craven 1990s film, that's actually pretty damn good because yeah, like, even I the mean, effects work was pretty good in this movie. Yeah, but that's all that w this movie was. I mean, there was how many how many sets did they really have to worry about? You like, know, like two. And like the character, like it's build. Everett McGill plays the man. The man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Wendy, Wendy Roby, woman, woman. You know. <laughs> yep. And, I mean, they, they all got, like, just simplistic names to them anyway in this movie. So, so talk about the characters with the storyline here for a minute. So, the main character in this is Fool, played by Brandon Quinton Adams, or 
you know, at Brandon Adams as he's credited. Um, this this character, this kid, I love this kid's acting in this movie. Man, Sandlot, Mighty Ducks, this kid, this, this, this early nineties was this kid's fucking. He was in every movie. He was in everything, and I love those movies, the Mighty Ducks and Sandlot and all that shit. And all of a sudden, he's in a Wes Craven movie too. This is great. He's done it all, man. He did all the good shit in the in the nineties. I got but, a man, special story about this movie before we get started. All right, you go right ahead. Tell us that story. I want to hear this. But we already got started. I know. <laughs> Bring yourself back. Josh was six years old. Oh, Precious little Josh. <laughs> Mother and father are up late watching the, the movie network, scary movies. Josh comes out to get a glass of water or something. I don't know. And I, I peer over to the, the giant TV that just sat on the floor because that's how TVs were in the 90s. They just sat on the floor as a piece of furniture. Yeah. And what do I see? These long, gangly arms reaching out, grabbing a TV and pulling it. And that terrified me. <laughs> and I have not watched this movie since. Wow. Josh, you gotta you got to hook me up with a, a picture of you and your youth. I want to see... <laughs> I want to see... I want to see your squinty little eyes and uh, the bustala glasses you had. I, I didn't want to have see... glasses. I just squinted. I want to see. I want to see what the look of terror would have been like on little Josh's face. Oh, I was absolutely mortified. Wow. And to this day, I've I never watched this movie until we sat down and watched it for this. Really? Just that that was the scene that I saw that scared me. Wow. I got to ask that how many times. Scene the arms grabbing the TV, pulling I, it in. I gotta ask, how many times have you seen Beetlejuice? Oh, hundreds. I don't know. Maybe okay, hundred, but a lot. All right. So it's not like shit that scares you. Scare me. It's it's not that it's not that shit that scares you deters you from the movie. It's no, it's no. that certain fucking movies just deter you from themselves because the scenes just are life events. Life whatever, events. <laughs> whatever it was, six years old, just wasn't expecting that. Looked over on the TV. And that scene was playing. Oh, scared me. Nice, nice. And and to see it now, that the reveal of the people under the stairs, my little six-year-old mind had way scarier thoughts than these green goofs. Oh. <laughs> these green goofs. But you can see why I I made the um the uh, the correlation between this and like the books of blood characters because it's like you know. It was kind yeah. of weird how there was just kind of like them all over the place under, you know, in the house and in the walls and shit. It was, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So once again, we have Brandon Adams who plays Fool. Like I said, this kid carries the movie. This this he's He's got to be, with everything that's said and done, my two favorite characters in this movie are Fool and The Man. Because The Man is over the top ridiculous, his character. Whereas Fool is the level-headed, awesome character. And this kid can act. Like, at that oh, age, yeah. this kid yeah, can yeah, yeah. fucking act, man. So, like, Absolutely. I love it. And we've said this before. There are times when you watch a kid act, and it's like, and then you get the occasional really good one. And this is the really good one. Um, So, he's with Leroy. It's like his sister's boyfriend, isn't it? I can't remember exactly what it was. It's like his sister's boyfriend or yeah, something like this. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> sister's pimp. <laughs> 
if I know, Maybe. basically takes him <laughs> takes him on this little journey. And uh, who's the other one that's with him? It's uh, I can't remember Spencer or something like that. Yeah. So there's there's the basically in the end there's Ving Rhames and him, and they break into the house, and Ving Rhames gets mortally chewed upon by a big ass dog. Uh, what is he? He's a Rottweiler, isn't he? He's a Rottie. Yeah. And uh, leaves Fool trapped in the house because the owners come home. And he's basically got to try to find his way out of the house. But the owners lock down the house when they find the body of Leroy and realize that uh, there's a potential that something else has happened in the house. And uh, he starts, he comes across the little girl. Uh, so Alice, played by AJ. Uh, so Alice is the the perfect little girl in the perfect little scenario, uh, you know, with the weird mom and dad characters that are actually brother and sister, man and woman, as they are named. Um, and she begins to help him uh, try to survive. Uh, he also meets uh, Alice's friend Roach who is another bit player from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, who's been in everything, uh, Sean Whalen. Uh, he's mm. been in, like, every friggin' horror movie that you can really remember as a bit player. Halloween. What about was it? Was he in that? Was he in that? Just about. Probably was. I don't know. He wasn't in that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Probably was, Tim. Uh, or he was at least thought to have been it. I don't know. Um, so so then we have they tried they tried calling him. He they tried calling him. He didn't answer. He was, he was he was busy no. making something else. It was yeah. a whole funhouse scenario all over again. He was too busy making something else. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. so with this we have now he's in a fight for survival because the the man and woman are understanding that there's something around in the house and mm -hmm. they're they're trying to find it and roach is the escapee that they're also trying to find so they they're always looking for like proof that he's still alive in the walls and not like in the basement with the rest of the people under the stairs hey that's the name of the movie it is check that out how i put that in there isn't that great roach was the coolest of the people under the stairs unfortunately he couldn't really talk you know uh, yeah they right. kind of stung out right because he was he, he spoke evil how so. fucked up is that that they're all like stolen kids some of those people under the stairs look like adults man they've been down there a while long time well what's even creepier about it is think about this for a minute this took place this was in the 90s early 90s 91 late yeah. 80 mid to late 80s was a big time for like child abduction was like the fucking news everywhere you know the man with the minivan the candy vans and and kids just getting fucking abducted on the streets so here comes wes craven a master of horror and basically says i wonder what they fucking do with these kids <laughs> and he comes up with a fucking story it's like this man and woman literally trying to live a life you know like with a perfect family almost and they're looking for the perfect kid to complete their family and live in the house with them. And what do they do with the discarded trash that they don't appreciate or, you know, that 
speak evil or listen to evil or, you know what I mean? Like they, they follow, like they hear no evil, see no evil, you know, speak no evil. You know, if they're, if the kids are evil, they go under the stairs. That's where they go. Get under under the the stairs, stairs, people under the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. I like how the stairs have like booby trapped and they just like stop. So they slide. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fun world slide. Yeah, it's almost like that episode of The Simpsons. When am I ever gonna be here again? I regret nothing. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's the storyline. So once again, uh, we have Fool, the main character. We have Leroy Ving Rhames. We have Everett McGill as man. Um. Oh my gosh, you want to talk about an over-the-top performance in this movie. Right down to where he puts on the gimp suit and is running around with a fucking shotgun. It's like yeah, hilarious, man. Like, he he really, he really is the epitome of 90s horror in this. Because, once again, he's human. But he's a very monstrous human. And he, he's psychopathic in this movie. And it's, it's, it's such an over-the-top but great performance, in my opinion. He's just so unsettling-looking. He is, though, right? I mean, he's been weird ever since the Twin Peaks days. Like, you know, you see him yeah, in Twin Peaks. Yeah, but I've never gotten over him <clears throat> since Silver Bullet. True, true. Like, he's always kind of, <clears throat> he's that character in real life. Nice. Like, I don't fucking trust him because of the look <laughs> of his face. You know what I mean? You're just like, wait. he's just... If he had an eye patch, it would be even worse. Oh, so, man. oh no. <clears throat> um, then you got Wendy Roby, who's wow, she's uh, she's been all over the place in the in the eighties and nineties too, including Twin Peaks again, once again. So you know, <laughs> same with uh, him. Um, it's she's she's on the other side of the psychopathic. You know, like he's like over the top psychopathic. She's more like grounded psychopath. If that even makes any sense, because he's, I knew it probably didn't when I was trying to come out with it, but he's like, once again, he's like in the gimp suit dancing around with a shotgun. I got him. I got him. I got him. And she's like, you know, are you sure you need to make sure that this shit's handled? And she's got like her game face on the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? She's the definition of resting bitch face this whole movie. Um, she scared me as a kid more so than yeah. the man did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, she could be someone's mom. It's terrifying was, to me. She was trying to be in this movie. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, so those are those are the main characters that we'll talk about. Um, but I want to kind of move on. I want to hear what Josh has to say about this movie because this is you his always, first time. You always want to. You you never ask for Tim's notes. <laughs> Tim doesn't carry notes. Do you, you carry notes, know, Tim? You never asked. Tim, do you have notes? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that I've never asked. It would be nice to ask once yeah. in a while. Like, fine. oh, I'm sorry, uh, Adam. Fine. Next movie, I'll have notes for you. <laughs> you better <laughs> now wow. good good josh give us your notes on this movie because <sighs> tim doesn't have I... any apparently 
my first viewing, excluding the seven-second clip I saw when I was six years old, took place <laughs> November 6, 2020, at 8.49 p.m. That hurt. That hurt my chest. Uh, the People Under the Stairs. This was one of those films I was too scared to watch. Uh, I, I just told you guys the story. Uh, I don't even really remember it that much. Just that, that those arms grabbing the TV, for whatever reason, my, my little six-year-old mind created these horrific, gangly creatures living in the walls. Uh, my first note here is, uh, what the fuck? He's breaking and burning tables and eating ribs. This apartment is fucked. Okay, yep. The arm coming out of the vent was pretty terrifying. Uh, this grump just dropped the end bomb. Just dropped her. No fucks given, that guy. Nope. Uh, she's feeding the things in the walls. That's probably not a great idea. Or maybe it is. Okay. <laughs> so, so, some of the language in this in this uh, film is pretty comical. Maybe the president is going to make me secretary of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, can you please do me a favor and have that be your outro? <laughs> <laughs> Another quote. 13 years old. Too old to get tits. Too young to get ass. Quote. <laughs> Yo mama sleeps with cats. That's what he yells at the, the Rottweiler. <laughs> Yo mama part, sleeps with cats. This part is Wes Craven actually wrote this too. So this is some good Wes Craven dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and I, this is the, the scene that gave me childhood nightmares. The, the TV moving still gives me chills. That is probably the best scene in the film, in my opinion. When you just see those gangly little arms reach out and grab the TV. And move it back so we can see it. Yeah, so creepy. Uh, the, the knobs are electrified. That, that's kind of crazy. They got, like, the whole house locked down so you can't escape. Mm -hmm. uh, quote, Flashlights and food of some kind. I suppose they are happy in their own way. No. No, they're not happy because you gave them table scraps and a flashlight. You have these poor people under the stairs held prisoner. What the fuck is up with the gimp suit? <laughs> Never explained. Never <clears throat> needed, I guess. Doesn't this need this it, really. Throws on his gimp suit when he goes hunting. People hunting. It's an exciting time. Fool punches the dog right in the head. And I love that. Because whenever someone tells me they're scared of a dog, and I say, well, why are you scared of a dog? He goes, well, it's, it could attack me. I was like, just, just punch the dog right in the head. You're a people. And Fool does that. And he does it. He gets cocky better, too. It's great. Uh, Roach is sick. His tongue effect is awesome when mm. they reveal that he has no tongue. How many people do they have down there? It seemed like there was a lot of people under the stairs. It's like 20 plus easy. <laughs> There's like 20 people living down there in their own filth and under, what looks the to stairs. be their original clothes, which is confusing because they were there since child. 
The best part is their hair's all grown out, and it's late. It's like late eighties, early nineties. They look like a rock band. Hair, hair band. It's a hair band under the stairs. I'd go see that. <laughs> uh, the old punch to the dick. Got him. Just give him the, the old, old punch dick to the punch. Dick. Old dick Clash. punch. Clash. I got him. 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 <laughs> yeah, he's running around. Yeah. Uh, they said this will pay rent to the year two thousand, and all I'm thinking is shit. You've been homeless for 20 years at this point now. <laughs> not without, not with inflation, it won't. Uh, not just a payphone, but a rotary payphone. That's how much this film is dated. Bunch of rotten baby snatchers. Alice drops down full crazy and braces her role as a person under the stairs. Hmm. Nice. Busting out of the walls and cabinets, that scene was fucking bonkers. Yeah. Are there, like, tunnels all through this house, and they're just, like, popping out of the cabinetry? Well, it's like an old house, and a lot of those old houses you had, like, you know, Yeah, you got the gap in between where the the plaster wall is, yeah. I got one of these houses. I'm I'm looking around, I'm thinking, shit, there could be people in my walls, under my stairs. There could be people under my stairs! They're making a hairband down there. Honestly, the makeup for the people under the stairs really disappointed me. Oh, uh, it did. Because yeah. I built it up so much in my little six-year-old mind. And still never seeing it to this date. I just, I, I wish they kept more of it in the dark and secretive. And just give me the odd gangly looking arm popping out of a vent. I don't want to kill you. But I will, because I don't like you too much anyways. Quote. Imagine the people under the stairs integrating with society. Like, that zombie-looking motherfucker is now pumping someone's gas. That <laughs> long-haired, skeleton-looking motherfucker is ringing in your groceries. Because they escaped. They're out there in the world now. And they probably got a couple of cheeseburgers in them and don't look so emaciated. What's your problem? <laughs> no, you don't recover from that. <laughs> you lived under the stairs for like 20 years. Well, maybe they went home and lived under their parents' stairs. What the fuck's it to you? I, I don't think they're finding their home, bud. I think they're emotionally damaged and these people are just roaming the streets. Paper or plastic. Uh, Those are my notes. The people under the stairs. A movie which I had hyped up in my mind an awful lot. Greetings from Tromaville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger. You know, folks. When we're not making those great movies like Tromeo and Juliet and Return to Return to Nukemai, a.k.a. Volume 2, the Troma team and I like to kick back and, and, and listen to They Cast from the Coast. They Cast from the Coast is, is really the best entertainment, the best education, and the best emotional liberation that uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman can p- possibly experience. Thank you.
Well, thank you, Josh. Um, you bring up you bring up a couple of good notes here. So let's talk a little bit about the effects work in this movie. So this movie really does have some good effects work when it's shown on camera, and and they show a lot. They really do. Um, right down to Ving Rhames' death, it's bloody. There's uh, you know there's a lot of blood and you know soaking the area. Uh, like you pointed out, Roach with the tongue. That's a that's a good looking prosthetic that they have on him. I know what you're saying about the disappointment for the people under the stairs themselves, but I always liked it. I always thought that it was creepy. It was borderline zombie. You know what I mean? They were basically zombified type people, but they weren't they dead. They looked too healthy to me. Like, I'm looking at them and I'm trying to think of the lore of the film that they've been down there for 20 years. But they're being fed, like, table scraps and human body parts and shit from people. They're living in their own feasties, I would imagine. Probably. Probably eating it, too. I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, they'd be, they'd be disgusting. <clears throat> what the what the fuck? <laughs> they could be. I mean, not saying that the movie's terribly accurate, because a man and a woman keeping 20 people under the stairs for 20 years is kind of not accurate. accurate. <laughs> I don't know, man. That How? happens, man. You watch Dr. Phil? Happens all the time. <laughs> and on today's Dr. Phil, people under the stairs. <laughs> This list, this guy's been under the stairs. As a matter of fact, people <laughs> under the stairs. People under the stairs. <laughs> That's more like a Jerry Springer show, not Dr. Phil. Not whatever. even Dr. Phil on there. You don't understand your problem. You just got to get out from underneath them stairs. <laughs> that was eerily. That was eerily good, Josh. That was eerily good. How much Dr. Phil do you watch in a week? <laughs> None. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Um, I, I did like the makeup, uh, especially the, the face makeup, like the emaciation, like, you know, the, 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 the hollow looking eye sockets and everything else. Like I did, I did look it, but yeah, set dressing, uh, sorry, not set dressing, like costuming and dressing for these characters. I thought that that was probably the, the worst of that when it came to the makeup and stuff like this. And it's not even makeup. It's, it's costuming. It, like you said, it's, it's like. If they've truly been under the stairs for that long, they'd be like, you know, the, the shirts would be ripped in too tight and, you know, pants would be up this way up, you know, the calves and shit like that. Like, you know, they would be... They should have just, just ramped it up. Like, books of blood, those people in the walls and in the stairs. They could look like that without the surgery marks. Yeah. Like, mostly naked and shit, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. Um... The one thing that disappointed me about this movie when I was young, I remember, and I kind of look back on it the same way, I was actually hoping that based on the poster and the cover art with the skull and all that kind of shit, I was hoping that the people under the stairs were actually going to be zombies when we actually seen them. You know what I mean? Like, because they're also feeding them body parts, and they make them out like when you first see them and you see like the flashlight scenario going, and they're all coming at you and they all look emaciated and shit. I kind of went, ooh, cool, zombies. You know what I mean? Like, there's something going on here, right? But no, it's just they're starving teenagers. Ooh. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But yeah, like, it would have been cool if they were zombies. And then, in my opinion, the ending would have been even better because, like, when the house goes bye-bye and they're walking down the street, that would have been cool because it would be, like, the start of the apocalypse at that point. I think that that would have been a better solution to the movie. I mean, I can't shut on it too much. It's, it's Wes Craven. And the movie's fun. Here's the mm -hmm. big thing, is that the effects work is good. 
and overall it adds to a fun movie in my opinion all right anything else to add to the effects work guys um i I mean i share many of the same sentiments (laughs) but the one that always got me in the 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 when i think of this movie i always think like that loss of the tongue scene Hmm. yeah that was a really good effect even though it's like probably stupid simple to fucking do but to you know roach looked like he'd been living in the walls for a while yeah like rats and table scraps like he looked gangrious right down to the filth with the nails like it really like it showed it showed he looked gangrenous listen to josh he looked like he smells like gangrene he just okay. looked. He just looked it. All right, Tim. Yes. You know what time it is. Time. Trivia time with Tim. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wes Craven Did they use was real people under the stairs. For this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's wait in here. All right. Okay. Wes Craven was inspired to write this film after reading a real-life news story about burglars breaking into a house. When authorities arrived, the burglars had disappeared, but they discovered locked doors with noises coming from behind. Children had been locked up inside the rooms by their parents and never allowed to go outside. See, I told you this happens all the time. There's probably someone on your street with fucking children down their basement. Probably. But I feel like that's a common trope for Wes Craven and his ideas. Like, he came up with the idea for Freddy Krueger, you know, the whole... That's because he bases it on reality. That's what's scary. Yeah. Um, Wes Craven chose Wendy Roby and Everett McGill to play the parts of Mommy and Daddy after seeing them play Husband and Wife on the TV series Twin Peaks. Yep. Uh, Hilary Swank auditioned for the role of Roach. Roach was originally written to be either male or female, but okay. actor Sean Whalen got it instead. And he was 27 years old when he played the part, but at least supposedly 15 or 16 in the film. I believe it. I can honestly out. say I think Hilary Swank would have been pretty fucking cool in that role. Yeah, I don't like her. Fuck her. Yeah, whatever. Whatever to if, my whatever, if she did, whatever it would have to be a guy. I, I think having the opposite gender uh, dynamic with the main character and then Roach was kind of key to the story. Mm. Okay. Um, although Alice was twelve years old in the movie, actress AJ Langer was almost seventeen when she played that character. Uh, Wendy Roby. Credits this movie as being the most fun she's ever had on a film set and probably one of her favorite projects she's ever done. Wow. This is the film debut of Sean Whalen. The film earned its $6 million budget back in a few days from its theatrical release that Adam doesn't remember. Someone's making a lot of mic noises right now. Josh. Yeah. No. Josh, it, was Josh. it was you. I watched you do it. <laughs> Remember, we have video right now. Uh, we have proof. 
was me. The car that the man and woman drive is a 1958 Cadillac Fleetwood 75. Kelly Joe Minter was also t- uh, in two years earlier A Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Child, in 1989, which has Freddy Krueger, who was created by Wes Craven, wrote the original. True. You didn't, but you didn't know that, Josh, did you? Nope. This house is only 0.9 miles from the house in one of the segments of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction from 1999. I what? I don't know. What the fuck kind of trivia is that? <laughs> this the coin. Hey, hey. Only two streets up from another house. <laughs> that was used somewhere else and something else that nobody knows about. Uh, shortly before his passing, Wetz Craven was developing a television show version of this film for Sci-Fi Channel. Multiple people under multiple stairs. Hmm. <laughs> Throughout the entire movie, you hear the man and woman call each other mommy and daddy, but you never actually hear their real names. But when Alice attacks the woman, you hear her yell for the man. She calls him Alden. The sign on the front of the street says uh, Robeson Funeral Home, so his name must be <laughs> Alden Robinson. Robeson. Great deduction reasoning. Ro- 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 Robeson. Well, there's people on the internet, man. They get they get to the they get down to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. The they watch else. a movie. Yeah, they watch the movie. Uh, that's pretty much it for. Uh, for uh, so, review time with Tim. This family. So the parents die, I guess. Because they are biological brother and sister. Is that what's established in the film? I think so. Supposedly. But you don't know. I guess. And no. they're just trying to create family, I yeah. guess. Reasonable That's why to they assume. call each other mommy and daddy. It's reasonable to assume, yeah. Are they banging? That's reasonable uh, to assume. Probably. Yeah. What else does he got that gimp suit for? That's what I'm thinking. Like, what's he doing with the gimp suit? Like, unless he likes himself a little piece of people under the stairs. You think he's banging the people under the stairs? <laughs> God only knows. <laughs> okay, so That's gross, but wait. you I never know. Wait. I honestly cannot wait for this episode to premiere. So I can count how many times it is said in this episode <laughs> the people under the stairs. Wait, do you think he's got like glory holes for the people under the stairs? God. He just sticks Oops. his I don't gimp know. suit wiener in there? I don't know. Oh, and they're Josh. so starved and malnourished. Did you notice how uncomfortable Adam's getting? Josh but asking hey, the hard questions. I told you it's common. Adam's probably got extra kids under the stairs. You know, he actually <laughs> took me down into his basement once, and I was nervous. I had to come back up. <laughs> Stand in the corner, Tim. <laughs> That's Eyes right. in the corner, boy. Eyes in the corner, boy. Whatever you hear, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. <laughs> what? <laughs> run in. <laughs> Okay, um, <coughs> shit. Let's uh, let's get two people's thoughts on this. All right, so I'm gonna start tonight with Tim. 
Oh. Um, this is kind of one of those movies that uh, I never really hated it, but I never really liked it. It was just kind of, yeah, it happened. I saw it. Um, it's not bad. I I was entertained watching it this time. Uh, the special effects were okay. Um, the story's okay. Um, the acting performances of Everett McGill and Wendy Roby were, they were really good. Uh, they played Psycho great. Um, and uh, Brandon Adams, I mean, that kid. As soon as I saw that kid, I was like, oh, yeah, this kid is in this. So, um, yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say, but I don't really have anything good to say. It was it was a Wes Craven movie. He stuck to his formula. He was inspired the way he's always inspired about movies. He came up with a story. It wasn't brilliant, but it wasn't horrible either. I've seen worse. Um I'm going to give it a pretty good. It was it was pretty good. It was Wes Craven doing what Wes Craven does. Nice. I like that. Josh. I really enjoyed this movie. I like the the people that live <laughs> underneath <laughs> the stairs. Uh, I think there's a couple really iconic scenes. And I think Are they iconic because it it it, it to shaped me. And warped yeah, you I, iconic to me like little child i genuinely think this movie would be better if you never got a full reveal of the people under the stairs agreed i point. absolutely agree in the shadows if, and stuff yeah or if they were zombies like, even at the end reveal when they're busting out of the cabinets you just gotta have some arms coming up out of the drawers grabbing at them up underneath the floorboards grabbing them i think the reveal is where they fell short uh because they didn't do enough effects work on them, in my opinion, just for the fact that they've been living under these stairs <laughs> for 20 years, 10 years. Um, the entire concept of the film is what really entertains me, that there's just these creeps that steal children, and when they're bad, they cram them under the stairs. I give this movie an R, and the only reason... It's not better than that, is because the reveal of the people under the stairs was not up to my standards. Okay. Good Tim call. is just dying. He's <laughs> cracking himself up. <laughs> how, what do you? What, how else do you describe this movie? You're talking about the movie. The main character lives under the stairs. <laughs> you, you, you refer to them as the people under the stairs constantly. Like what? Are you, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I just wish that the people that reside beneath, Bene- beneath the, the steps beneath the steps <laughs> you're making we're, it worse <laughs> we're creepier looking <laughs> oh, shit uh, I, I recommend this movie it shaped me as a child and I, that scene of the arms reaching and grabbing the TV will forever be in my memory as great horror period yep okay Oh, I needed that voice. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, I do like this movie. This this is a movie that I've seen quite a few times. It's not one of those, you know, I seen it once in the '90s and now I'm seeing it again to kind of refresh things. No, I've seen it every few years. I think I've put this movie on. I actually thoroughly enjoy it. So kind of like what Tim said, it's not like it's not like the greatest movie, but it's also like. 
not the worst movie by any means. It's 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 a good middle of the road movie for a lot of people and for me especially too. There are some iconic scenes, Josh. You're right. Um, the, the arms grabbing the TV is really cool. Just you know the reveal of Roach with his tongue. Uh, the idea when you actually start to see the people under stairs. I love the reveal shot of them and they look zombified when they're coming at you. Like it's creepy under, like in the basement. It's creepy with the flashlight and you can't really see much. Um, I love the mother and father character, mommy, daddy, brother, sister, man, woman, whatever the fuck they really are. Um, and the kid, like I said, you know, fool. It's the acting in this movie is what really, really carries it and saves it for a lot of it. The effects work is decent, but the acting really holds it up. And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't to the point of corniness by any means. It was, it was pretty good. Like in a lot of ways, uh, you know, watching it today, the movie didn't seem too dated except for some of the things that Josh was talking about, <laughs> you know, like was it rotary dial phone, but I'm old enough that that didn't seem dated to me. Like I didn't, I didn't really kind of look at it and go, Oh yeah, we used to use those. I was like, shit, that was my childhood right there. Like that was it. So I'm fine with all that shit. Um, this is a movie that I have recommended to a lot of people. And I've recommended it to a lot of people because it's also one of the Wes Craven movies that falls under a lot of people's radars. People know Wes Craven very much for the Scream franchise and Nightmare on Elm Street. And a lot of the times, that's where people really kind of cut the line. It's good to show them things like The Hills Have Eyes. But I would almost rather recommend this movie over The Hills Have Eyes because it's it's a little more up-to-date than that and it's got some more substance to it. And once again, coming from that time period in the world where this was something that was national news all the time, kids disappearing or, you know, weird shit being found in people's houses and, and hell, you still get stories about people treating their kids like this and keeping them fucking locked up in, in cabinets for their fucking life and shit like this. Like it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, this is, this is a close to home horror movie. It makes monsters out of real people. Very close to Adam's home. It's very <laughs> as in the people under the stairs. Eyes in the corner, boy. <laughs> Zip. Um, <laughs> but it it is it is a movie that will hit close to home because you know for a lot of us growing up in the eighties and the nineties, these are the stories that you heard about on the news, or not necessarily this exact playout of the same story, but people going missing robbery's gone wrong shit like this it's it felt like something that could happen literally in the same community or suburb as you were possibly living it really did feel that way you know and that's why there's that ongoing joke you know that it's like have you ever driven by that weird house and thought to yourself i wonder if there's somebody you know tied up in the basement of that house you know what i mean or have you ever wondered how many houses you've driven by where people are actually tied up in the basement you know it's thought you know how like you're thinking we driven by adam's house <laughs> shut up that's how many times i've thought that thought. that's how many times you've thought that thought well the people under my stairs are fine so with that it is a movie that i can honestly say i would give an r recommended it is the kind of movie that i say you gotta watch this movie like it really does play into the west craven world of 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 movies if anything, 
for the acting alone, I got to give it credit. Mm. If anything, for the acting alone. So that's where I stand, boys. Good night of conversation. We've given it two R's and a PG. I stand by that PG. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong I, with the PG. No, I, I, but I do. I honestly feel that this is Wes Craven's best movie. No, no. not at all. Far not at all. It. Far from uh, it. But you know, I feel that there was enough of, I don't know, love put into it that you know, no, you could tell that he enjoyed making this movie. This was a story he wanted to tell, but. This movie would have probably been fun as shit to make, though. Can you imagine some of the sets and the way that they did some of the scenes in this? It would have been fun to make. I hope they all stayed in character the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. In character is what, Josh? <laughs> He's not even going to say it now. That's okay. All right, gentlemen, that's it for the night. So let's take a moment to thank everybody for tuning in. So check us out. On YouTube, Misunderstood Our Company. Like, share, and subscribe. We're on Facebook, Misunderstood Our Company. Like, share, and subscribe. We produce weekly content. And not only do we produce weekly content, we produce weekly content in an audio version for all podcasting, major podcasting platforms, including but not limited to. I don't Google. know what you said there. Did you understand that word? What word? Major! Did you say? <laughs> major podcasting platforms including but not limited to google play itunes spotify and amazon music as well we're on patreon open up your hearts and your wallets and thank you very very much once again until next time josh my favorite thing about the people under the stairs is the people under the stairs <laughs> He didn't do it, Tim. He didn't do it. Well, Disappointed. That was just as good. That was good. All right. And Tim. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Good night. <laughs>